Now, next up, we have a storyteller who is a veteran to this stage. We're so glad to have him back. Please give a warm welcome, Ian Kohler. Recently, my niece, who is in the fifth grade, lamented that a boy from her class texted her saying that she was ugly and that she ought to go kill herself. I know. I, it's, it's horrible. My first thought is, wow, kids are really cruel these days. But then I remembered what happened to me when I was about her age. And kids have always been cruel. Up until my 10th birthday, my family and I moved around a lot. Not for any cool, exciting reason like we were in the military, but largely because my parents made bad decisions. <laughs> my father was a good man and a decent provider, but he was also an addict. And mom, well, she was disabled, so we were largely at his whim as we bounced from rental property to rental property. I had a really hard time making friends because of it. And what's more is that when I wasn't at school, I was at home helping mom raise my three younger siblings while dad was at work. It was really hard. So you can imagine my excitement when we moved to a small conservative community about 45 minutes away from here called Freeburg, Illinois. <laughs> it was the first home we moved in with a mortgage. And to me, mortgage meant commitment. And commitment meant friendship. But much to my dismay, it didn't turn out that way. The kids at Freeburg were all accustomed with one another because they had all grown up together. So when this shy, awkward boy lands in their classroom, I was almost immediately ostracized. If only they had taken a moment to get to know me, to see how caring, compassionate, and creative I was, that I could take a box of nondescript Legos and create a whimsical sculpture right before their eyes or that I wrote scripted melodramas and fake news stories that my siblings and I recorded on audio cassette tape, just for fun. <laughs> but the kids at Freeburg wanted nothing to do with me. And then, adding insult to injury, my feminine mannerisms soon earned me the moniker of Sheehan. She plus Ian, my name. The bullying just progressed from there, but I remained headstrong. I got mostly straight A's, with the exception of one class. In PE, physical education gym class, I consistently earned a C. Now, I'm not the athletic type, and I don't care much for competitive sports, and honestly, had Illinois state law not required that we sign up for PE, I certainly wouldn't have done so. And to make matters worse, 
it turns out adolescents can be pretty foul smelling after physical activity. So starting in the sixth grade, we were then required to shower after every gym class. So take a boy who's bullied, strip him naked in front of his peers, and then watch what happens. How I longed to be a girl. Because without question, a girl could say she was on her period, and she wouldn't have to shower or even change, and she could just sit out on the sidelines. The only time I was afforded to sit on the sidelines was during our unit in archery. There were too many kids in the class, so they divided us in half. Half the time, we were out on the field shooting arrows at bales of hay. The other time, on the sidelines. But I quickly learned what a scary place the sidelines were. With little adult oversight, bullying ran rampant, predator to prey. I was never part of the in crowd or the out crowd or any crowd, really. I was forced to be a loner, and as such, I preferred to be left alone, to just blend in with the background. Still, these two bullies, who were so badass, they went by last name alone, Murphy and Stryker. <laughs> they'd sit on either side of me on the sidelines and they'd try to convince me that this other kid, a bully named Chris, was talking bad about me and maligning my family name and that I needed to do something about it to shut him up for good. But I'm a pacifist. I don't believe in violence. Having been on the receiving end of bullying, why would I? So what? He's talking about me. It's the verbal assaults that I've dealt with. It's the physical aspects of bullying I can't handle. But Murphy and Stryker were relentless in their pursuit. The playground was another place of complete anarchy. I often found myself on the opposite side of the blacktop from the ever-popular monkey bars just to get away from everyone. Well, one day, Murphy and Stryker found me there, and that Chris kid was with them. I smelled a rat. At some point, they held Chris down on the ground, and they demanded that I punch him, that I punch him in the face. I looked down at Chris's stupid face, and I thought, even if he deserved it, I could never punch another person in the face. The face is our window to the world, and it's how other people identify us. To punch it is to mar it, and that's just inhumane. <laughs> but then the chanting began. Punch him in the face, Sheehan. Punch him in the face, Sheehan. How I longed for the alarm bell to go off, or for the inept recess monitor to find us and break us up. But no such luck. Punch him in the face, Sheehan. Finally, I couldn't take it anymore. I haphazardly clenched my fist and drew my arm back. And then with about half my might, I slugged the kid in the shoulder just below his chin. I hoped that it was convincing a blow enough to get Murphy and Stryker off my back, and yet that it showed enough restraint to where Chris understood I meant him no harm and he would not seek revenge. <laughs> and then Chris spat in my face, and only then did that damn alarm bell go off. The next unit in PE was square dancing. I still haven't figured out how they connected the dots between archery and square dancing, but there you have it, the state of the public school system in middle America. 
I actually didn't mind square dancing all that much because it didn't require a shower afterwards because it wasn't as laborious as other tasks. And it was also one of the few activities that integrated the boys and the girls in the same room. So that was great. During our first lesson of square dancing, I learned that Chris Kid was paired with my square. And before we could couple up for our do -si dos and our Alabama lefts, Chris walked right up to me and without saying a word, punched me full force right square in the face. It was part humiliation and part physical pain that sent me running to the boys' locker room, a doorless alcove on the other side of the gym. In between sobs, I opened my watery eyes and I spotted that all of the boys and all the girls from all of gym class had piled into the boys' locker room just to watch me cry. Chris had split my lip and it swelled to twice its normal size. That evening, my father lay on the sofa in his white undershirt and worn out boxer shorts. He was smoking a joint and he wanted to know whose ass he should kick up at the school. But when I explained to him, Dad, I was bullied by two bullies who bullied me into bullying me another bully and then he bullied me two weeks later, the old man passed out. I'd like to believe that my story had something to do with it, but I know it was more the mix of pills, booze, and pot in his system. I honestly hadn't thought much about my story of bullying until my niece Lexi told me what happened to her. So I told her that she was beautiful and smart and that the world was better off with her in it. And I wanted to tell her that if ever tasked to punch someone in the face, to do just that. because sometimes pacifism doesn't pay off. But then I thought, no, that's probably a conversation best had between her and her girlfriends while they're sitting on the sidelines of gym class because they faked having their periods so they wouldn't have to get naked in front of the other kids. Thank you. <laughs>